Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Why Not Me Attitude with Christine Roberts. Christine is an all-around amazing human being, and I just am so excited to have her on the podcast today. She is a success coach, a speaker, an author, a mom, a wife. She's the author of Inspirational Mind Food, and not only that, but she has worked with leadership and culture in places like the John Maxwell Company in Disney. And she has led and trained experts all over the globe. We could not be more thrilled to have Christine with us today to talk about our mindset and really how we can shift our mindset in order to serve us better, especially in this new year. So Christine, welcome to the Launch Podcast. Thank you, Allison. So great to be here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I am just so excited. Um, You know, Christine and I met through a mutual friend and we like instantly clicked and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get you on the podcast. We need to talk, all the things. And so I am just, I'm grateful to spend some time with you and just learn from you because I know that you just have this wealth of wisdom that you're going to share with our audience that's going to up-level their consciousness, up-level their thinking and help them go to that next level of life. Mm, Yes. Yes. I'm so excited to talk to you too. I love your podcast. Yay. Me too. It's been, it's just been such a fun journey. I I'm so grateful and I really want to learn more about you. I know that I do kind of a little snippet of, of who you are and what you do, but you have a whole, you know, a whole experience that you can share with our listeners. Oh, goodness. Um, All right. Reader's Digest version. I am from Rochester, New York, originally grew up um, near Canada and, you know, grew up in a home with a lot of dysfunction around, you know, sexual abuse, domestic violence, alcoholism. And as a a young kid, I remember being 10 years old and thinking this is not going to be my life. You know, I grew up in a house that was kind of broken down house and just, you know, I looked around and I remember deliberately thinking this is not going to be my life. And fast forward, you know, my parents divorced when I was 16. Uh, I didn't end up going to college, which I mentioned that because that's significant down and I'll share that in the future here at the end of our conversation. But I just made the decision like I was always fascinated about people, like understanding people, why we do what we do. You know, why do some people come out of situations that are really challenging and they thrive and other people don't? And um, and so that's just been a really big thing for me. I feel like God put that on me in my life. And my passion is about raising awareness to thought, you know, ultimately what we think drives everything in our lives. And kind of fast forward, I moved to Georgia, drove my Nissan Sentra here with no air conditioning, $700. (laughs) I sold copiers, paper shutters and fax machines. And I literally, I had no one to turn to. So I worked like three jobs, but I, I got into like setting goals and listening to Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and Dr. Vincent Peale and Dennis Waitley. And I just invested so much in like fueling my brain and how do I, how I think. And I ended up winning all sorts of awards. Other companies, you know, hired me to do things, you know, paid, doubled my salary, gave me a car, all this. And to make a long story short, I ended up um, when I worked for a finance company, I did a, a tour of Zappos. So anybody out there, if you know Zappos, this was a while ago. And at the time, Tony Shea, which um, rest his soul, he passed away, but he wrote a book called Happiness, the Pursuit of Profits and Passion. And I did a tour of his facility 
And it just really um, fascinated me about their culture. And at the time, I was working and handling the Southeast region for a company, and our headquarters had 600 people. And I would kind of see what was going on from a, you know, like an observer standpoint, because I would call in and talk to different departments. And I would, I would hear all the things going on in our company of 600 people. And I was just like, there's so many ways to improve the culture there. And so I put together a presentation about culture had nothing to do with my actual job role, but I really loved it. And I, um, I got the executive team. I ended up reaching out to like the, the president and I got all of the executive team. I presented about, you know, improving the culture and, you know, they made some changes. I met the president of the John Maxwell company and spoke to him and he was like, and I shared my story and my passion for people. And he said, if there's ever an opportunity at the John Maxwell company, would you be interested and I was like, oh my gosh, that's my people. And so ended up working there at John Maxwell Company. That was a crazy time. I, it was awesome. I traveled. I went to Europe for some things. And then our family traveled America for a year in an RV while I was working at John Maxwell Company. And, um, and then the opportunity came up with Disney. And Disney, you know, with John Maxwell's all leadership specific, um, Disney was all about culture. I was in their advisory group. Mm-hmm. And I handled the Southeast region and I did that, which was amazing. Um, Disney is fabulous. Well, then they had a restructure and all these things happened in COVID. And our, our division basically went from 360 people to like 40 people. So then I just felt like, okay. And, and I've always been a speaker. I've been certified as a life coach for 12 years. So I've done a lot of these things. Um, and I, I've always had that on my heart to do these things on my own. And then all this stuff happened. And I just felt like it was a sign that that's what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, so it's kind of a long story. Oh but <laughs> How amazing. And it's beautiful because it brought you here today, doing what you love and helping people. And I'm just so grateful that that you have that experience. And also, I can't wait to see where it takes you, right? Like I think that's- <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> right? Well, you just it's scary. Know. I know it is. It's scary and exciting at the same time, right? Yes. It's like you're jumping in with both feet and you're just going to kind of see where it goes. And I think that's what launching is all about, friends. Like, yeah. what an awesome thing. You're, Christine, you are literally launching in your life right now, both personally and professionally, to a next level. That next year at this time, we'll, we could have a conversation. We could do part two of this and you'll go, oh my gosh, Allison, look what happened and look how I was able to serve. That's the whole point right? That's the whole point is to not know and to just do it anyway. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing I, I you know, coaching other people, it's easy to coach other people and then you've got yourself, right? And it's, it's one of those where I have to, you know, and I have, I have a coach that I talk to and, you know, we all need somebody to give us guidance because we're so, when we're in the weeds, sometimes we don't see for ourselves, And, and, and that is something that I've said to myself, like what you just mentioned is, this, you know, when I think of all, and for anyone out there, when you think of big things that you've achieved, once you achieve that thing, whatever it is, whatever that benchmark was, it's kind of like then, okay, now what's next? And it's the journey that is really awesome. And sometimes when you're in it, you have to keep reminding yourself to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process and see it in the sense that you're learning every single day, even if things don't work out the way you want we can pursue, we can kind of perceive that as failure, or we can say, okay, I did that. And there's something I gleaned out of that. And it's a constant thing to remind ourselves to do that. I love that. And as you were thinking, or you were saying that, I was just thinking about the parenting journey. 
I feel like maybe <laughs> I'm like in the, in the thick of that right now. And I'm like, how it's always a journey. I try to remind myself, this will be over soon, but also yeah. appreciate it. And it's okay if they're having a fit and, you know, like all the things. So, oh gosh, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I know it is. It really is. Mine are 17 and 15. So we could, we could go have a conversation about that too. <laughs> I love it. So if you were going to just pick one main passion or purpose in life, Christine, what would it be? For me, I think it's been about raising awareness to thought. Again, I, I know I mentioned that here a few minutes ago, but when I was um, in my early, well, early to mid 20s, I went to a seminar and the whole premise of it, you know, because I knew that there's things that I needed to fix in myself, you know, for all of us, we're all broken. It's just to what extent. And, um, and I think when we self-awareness, you know, working in leadership, self-awareness is one of the key components to success, because if we can't look at ourselves and face and be real about what we need to improve on, then we're living in la-la land. So self-awareness and raising awareness to our thinking. So when I mentioned before, you know, belief drives behavior. What do you believe? What you believe comes from what you feed your mind. And, um, and so this, this seminar that I went to was all about everything in life is empty and meaningless. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> this is crazy. But ultimately, it's so true. You know, everything that happens is an event. You know, you and I might go to the Six Flags and there's a, a roller coaster and you are looking at it saying, oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. I can't wait. I might be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I don't want to do this. But I, for whatever reason, peer pressure, whatever, I'm going to do it. But we're producing completely different chemicals in our bodies. But the event is the same. And so in our lives, we can perceive things however we want to perceive them. But ultimately, you know, like as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you can fall into the category or fall into the imposter syndrome so easily, right? I know for myself, this journey of having to, like I've literally wrote down on a piece of paper, when I start my feeling myself, just feeling like nobody cares what I have to say. Like, what am I doing? I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I, I feel like a loser. I'm not where I want to be by now. You know, oh my gosh, like the voices, those negative voices. I have actually sat down and wrote the lies that I'm telling myself. And then I've written another column with the truth. And that is so empowering because you have to I stop so yourself. <laughs> and, you know, that's the whole why not me, right? You yeah. look at so many people. I remember when I was selling copiers and I'm going door to door and like they send the head people in from the corporate headquarters and I am busting my butt, you know, I'm out there and I get this big appointment and I bring in, now I've put together presentation and all sorts of, you know, handouts and all this stuff. And they have me bring in the big wig, you know, vice president from corporate. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be incredible. He's going to help close this deal. You know, he comes in and he added no value. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I'm so much better. I, I like killed it. This guy is like, I'm thinking he's so great. And I, I am just as capable. And so it's giving yourself credit. And one of the things I've realized, again, in this entrepreneur journey is trusting yourself, you know? So many times you know more than you think you know. You know more than what you realize. And so being authentic and true to you and realizing that you've got what it takes. You know, I always look at things like, you know, you look at people like Oprah. Mm -hmm. Look where she came from. Look at all her circumstances. If she can, if she can do what she's done to add so much value to the world, why not me? 
And why, why not you? Stories of when she feels insecure with herself, like right after the Oprah show, she gets called by, I think it was Harvard, some Ivy League school to do their graduation uh, address. And, and she's like thinking, why the heck would they ask me to do that? Like, I'm at the lowest of lows in my career right now. Are you kidding me? Who am I to talk to these people who are at Harvard? And, you know, and I think that's, that's it. Why not me attitude is, is all about this idea of overcoming those fears and those imposter syndromes and those, those negative beliefs about ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where it's like feeding yourself those, that information, you know, they say we have 70,000 thoughts per day, which is like 1.2 thoughts per second. And, you know, 80% of our thoughts are negative and, and 95% are repetitive. So we're thinking the same stuff all the time. So when we get, if we get into a rut where we're thinking these negative thoughts, it, it's like we can spiral. I know I have, I've gotten myself into situations I, and I'm sure if you're listening, it, hopefully you're not in a negative state right now. However, with our culture and our society, it's so easy to get stuck and to get in a negative state of mind and a lot of times we don't even realize it. And, um, and you know, you just can feel like just in a funk. And that goes back to backing up. You know, there's all sorts of neuroscience around, you know, getting out in nature, shutting down technology. I mean, if you're in a funk, shut down. I know it's so hard because our phones are everything, right? They're GPS. They're, you know, I, I took social media off of my main screen. I shut off notifications. It's setting up systems and processes where uh, you can have good things happening, playing positive music, you know, like I've creating a really great environment in your home. You know, we always have aromatherapy going. I've got my, you know, I'm Christian and I like, you know, positive lyrics. I've got my Christian music channel playing and um, creating a good vibe, having your home clutter free, like clean and beautiful, like whatever is beautiful for you, you know, getting outside for a walk writing and journaling gratitude. You know, in fact, this morning I was just reading up on, um, you know, there's so much science around being grateful. We sponsor children through Compassion International and I have a prayer uh, calendar that they send every month. And so every day there's things you pray for. And when I read some of the things that they are praying for, I just sit there, you know, in my, I've got a beautiful home. We've got a roof over our head, food in the in the refrigerator. And I just think to myself, it's so humbling. Like I'm so blessed. And um, there was a quote I read and it said, there's people praying for the things you take for granted. Mm. And for me, that just really just hits home. Like when we're, when we're complaining and we're focused on the bad things and all the negative things, it's like, that's so wakes you up. Like there's people praying for the things I take for granted that I've got clean water that I just took a shower, a hot shower. And, you know, I was able to go walk my dog and go take a run and, you know, grab a yogurt or whatever. And um, we're build a business. I think that's another thing too, right? Even in like, and, and I'm sure there's people listening right now that are, you know, at that place where either they lost their job or they're transitioning to a new job or they're trying to build a business and they, they're having those lies kind of, you know, come up. So to those people who are really like in this place of everything is new every day, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They want to have a positive mindset, but they've been 
feeding all that negativity, whether they like it or not, right? Because I was there. I remember being that (laughs) negative person who I watched the news all the time. I didn't understand about controlling my energy. I had no boundaries. I didn't, I didn't understand any of that because I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah. That person, what would you say would be like your number one thing that they should do or start with? Yeah. I would say number one is, is just slow down to speed up. There's a lot of different activities that you can do to stop and say, okay, what do I need to take off of my plate? What are the things, you know, like, what are the things that really light me up? You know, there's the seven steps, like figuring out what is your why and your purpose. And so um, I have a six week coaching program called, um, you know, mindset reset. And it's all about slowing down to speed up and like asking yourself these questions and getting clarity around what you want and in addition to that is all of these things, you know, if you're wanting to do online digital marketing, you find, find someone who's, you know, ahead of you and learn from them uh, and limit any negative information. Another thing is surrounding yourself with people that add value to your life. There's this thing that I had heard one time and it was about two minute, two hour and two day people. So, you know, imagine a circle and inside the circle is a bunch of dots and the dots represent the people in your life. Underneath that circle are three buckets. And so you've got a two minute bucket, a two hour bucket and two day bucket. Make sure you're putting all those people in the right buckets because you don't want to spend two days with a two minute person. And, you know, people will unintentionally squelch your dreams So you have to be very careful about who you share your dreams with. Mm. And um, so if you're starting your business, you're starting a new endeavor, you're starting anything new and you've got great, you know, you've got big dreams. And and I've done this. There's people that you love, right? There's people that we're maybe related to that are two-minute people. It's not about, um, (laughs) or maybe you've grown up, (laughs) maybe you have, you know, maybe you have friendships or people that you've just known forever, but every time you get around them, it's just, it's just the conversation is just negative and you're sucked dry. When you leave them, you feel depleted. Pay attention. I mean, and that's where the self-awareness comes into play, like paying attention to how you feel and then getting intentional about what you're allowing into your mind and your spirit. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, there was a, a lady I coached and she was telling me that she shared this two minute, two hour, two day concept with her hairdresser and her hairdresser started crying. And she's like, what, you know, what's going on? Well, her hairdresser's brother, I guess he's God bless him. He's just always got problems. And he looks to her. She's like his, her, you know, his security blanket. And she felt so guilty and it was kind of like she realized like he you know he's just bringing me down and so the thing is you don't it's not that you want to totally uh you know if someone needs help that's fine but you know the people i'm talking about mm-hmm. it's it's just it's like just limited exposure is what i talk about you know it's like the 80 20 rule right find all the people that are really adding value for your life that can help you in your business get around like minded people find people that dream big that focus on solutions gratitude, you know, visualizing what you want in your life and put your attention there versus what can't happen. 
I love that. That is so good. And it's so important. And I didn't realize that until I started to really grow myself. And I found this mentor named Cliffy and Cliff was just that person for me. He was such an encourager, such a lover, such a, like a, just a kind, loving soul. And he, he showed me what unconditional love and, and acceptance look like in my life, like nobody else before in my life and belief. Right. Like he shared a belief about he saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. And sometimes it just takes that one person to say, I see it. I see it. Do you see it? Because sometimes we don't see it. Right. We have a mask on and we've just been in this in the, you know, going through life, doing the things, having the thoughts. And and when somebody can see something in you and see your light and see the greatness in you and say, hey, I see it. And not only that, but it's going to help people it just changes everything. And I'm sure, Christine, in your own life, you probably had that experience, right? Where somebody saw something in you that you couldn't see in yourself. So tell us about that time. Yeah. When I, so, you know, I mentioned that I came to Georgia with $700 and, uh, you know, a Nissan Sentra with, it was four tires and a steering wheel, no air conditioning. And I had to drive around and sell copiers and, and like, I would be, you know, I'm in Hotlanta, okay? I, where I came from up near, near, near Canada, you could get away without air conditioning. So I'm down here driving all over in the worst territory because I was the lowest man on the totem pole. And I would, I would show up at client sites with sweat marks, like my skirt's all wet. And I think people just bought from me because I was so pathetic. Like they're going, oh my gosh, you know, this girl needs to sell something. <laughs> but my boss, my boss, his name's John Beer. And and then he ended up going to another company where he said he was creating his dream team and it brought me there. And it was like a much higher caliber position. I was only handling major accounts, company, car, all this stuff. And, you know, I hadn't gone to college. So I was, like I mentioned, listening to all these motivational tapes and psychology of winning and all this stuff when I was driving around. And so he was so tough, but he he was the same thing, like, he was a great leader because he would leverage your, he would point out your gifts and he would push you to, you know, he would say, what's your, what's your personal business plan? And he didn't care what the company plan was. And if, you know, if you weren't meeting what you said you were going to do, he would just get on. I remember him getting on me. I was like, I was like 110% of quota, but I was only 90% of my plan. And he was right. I was so like thinking he was such a jerk. It was a love hate relationship. But he pushed me and create, and he helped me to see my potential. And, you know, I really credit him for catapulting me in my life to believe why not me. And um, so I like, I think everybody out there, when you think of people that have influenced you or impacted you, you know, I pray that everybody's had someone like him and like, you know, Cliffy Mm -hmm. to really help you see your giftedness. And to any of our listeners who are listening right now saying, I don't have that, we believe in you. So you've got that going for you. You know, you might be like, Allison, you don't even know me, but we do believe in you. And that's the thing is sometimes that's all you need. I can't tell you how many times, Christine, I was speaking on a stage and I had people, I I can't even count anymore. How many times I've had people, I'd be on stage, I'd be like, set a crazy huge goal. And if you don't have anybody that believes in you, I'll believe in you. I don't know how many times I've had adults, men, women, children, 
come up to me and write my name down so that I could be the one person that believed in them because they didn't feel like they had anybody in their life that believed in them, especially Mm -hmm. when you're trying to chase a huge goal. And so sometimes it's nice to know that you have people that believe in you. One of the things I want to ask you, Christine, because I know this is going to be very interesting is what are the two things that you've done in your life to launch to the next level? Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned uh, that seminar that I went to that really catapulted me in my life because a lot of it was about forgiveness. It was about that forgiveness, you know, like I mentioned with a lot of the dysfunction in my family, uh, forgiving my parents, forgiving myself and really just rewriting my story to myself. And so for anyone out there, if you have, if you've had, you know, tragic things happen, you've had dysfunction in your life. One of the things I would say, and I thought about it this way, I have to, this is, this was my mindset. I said, I know that these things that happened to me as a child, they're, they're, they've, I'm, I'm messed up because of it. And I'm not going to allow myself to stay on this track because there's a quote and it says, I can't change my ancestors, but I can change me to positively impact my descendants. And so you have to change, you have to take the bull by the horns. And I realized the tough thing is no one's going to save you. No one's going to come and wave a magic wand and fix you. You have to fix you. And for me, that seminar was a huge step. And I'll tell you what, it was the most courageous thing. I just want to give myself credit, you know, like I, and I say that and, and, you know, you have to love yourself and you have to give yourself grace and forgive yourself because a lot of times when things happen, we can, we can beat ourselves up and blame ourselves and have a lot of shame and that does not serve you. And so this seminar allowed me to move past so much. And I honestly, it was so scary. I didn't want to face all this stuff that happened. And it was hard. It was so hard. However, it catapulted my life. And so anyone who's listening, I want to encourage you. I want to just tell you that you are worthy of all of the abundance life has to offer and that you can change your perspective. You can change the path of your life. What happened doesn't mean what forgiveness doesn't mean what happened was okay. Or, you know, like what it's about letting that go. And for me, it's like giving it up to a higher power. And, um, and it is the most amazing freeing feeling. And I just pray that other people can do that because your life will completely change. Um, The other thing, and this is kind of, you know, I mentioned that I didn't go to college because my parents divorced that year and there was so much chaos, I ended up, I wanted a degree. So I I mentioned I got these promotions. I did really well in my career and no one knew that I didn't go to college, but it bothered me. I remember having a pit in my stomach when I would be at a president's club and people would start talking about where they went to college and all this stuff. And I would want to get out of this situation because I didn't want anyone asking me where I went to college. And I look back and think it's so ridiculous because I'm in the same position they are, right? But for me, it bothered me. And so I said, I'm going to get a degree. And uh, but I don't want to go back to school for 20 years at night. Well, I researched and I discovered executive MBA programs and I pursued that like I would a sales, you know, like a, a, a whatever I wanted to accomplish. And um, George, Georgia State University at the time had the top one of the top 20 executive MBA programs in the world. I went to their orientations I started taking um, GMAT prep classes, which is a graduate management admission test. I started taking those classes and um, I put together a whole presentation to the exec- to the 
admissions team for the school, got to know everybody. And um, I submitted my application, took the test, and they all knew me at that point. Everybody knew me. And they called me up and they said, Christine, um, we can't find your transcripts. And I said, oh, I said, I didn't I didn't go to college. And now they know me. And they're like, oh, did you like at least take one class or something? And I said, I, you know, I didn't. I mean, I, I wish I did, but I don't have anything. And there's and so they were kind of like, well, gosh, for accreditation, we don't know if you know, we're like they not had this situation before someone who never went to college trying to get into the executive MBA. And um, I started visualizing and I would journal and I did not tell very many people that I was doing this because, again, people can squelch your dream when it's so when it's in that early stage. So really, really be careful when you've got something big you're doing. And so I started journaling and I would literally visualize seeing myself walking across the stage and what I felt like and the feeling just of accomplishment. And um, and in the meantime, I went running with the associate dean. I did, you know, like I just I was just really nurturing the relationships with the people. And it it was expensive. So I had the money. I made sure they knew I had the money for it. (laughs) One day I get a letter and I had not even considered anything else. I was only focused on how it could happen. One day I get a letter and it says, Christine, unfortunately, due to accreditation, we can't let you in the program. And I was like, oh, crud, you know, I guess I got to think I got to get a plan B. That same day, and I mean, that morning I had been visualizing walking across the stage and just so into it, like a trance. And um, that afternoon, I get a call from the director of admissions and they said, you know what, Christine, we met and we are going to make an exception and we're allowing you into the program and they called me Rudy. I don't know if anybody has seen that movie, the football movie, Rudy, where it's like the total underdog. And um, so they nicknamed me Rudy and I got into the program. Um, we tr- I went to Singapore and Bangkok, Thailand for international business. And I ended up being the class rep and I spoke at the um, graduation dinner. And so I share that story because if you are out there and you've got something big and nobody's done it before, you focus on how it can happen. Period. Only focus on how it can happen because why not you? I have I have other examples that I could share, but we don't have time. But I want you to know that don't let other people stop you, or don't let your you know those faults, those lies, don't let them stop you from pursuing what you want to accomplish because you can accomplish just about anything you set your mind to when you only focus on how it can happen and you just tell yourself, why not me? Why not you? And so um, that's my final Ooh, <laughs> words of encouragement. I'm like cheering, I'm crying, <laughs> I'm clapping, all of the things I'm sure our listeners are as well. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. So beautiful, so powerful, um, and so inspirational. And I, I know that there's going to be listeners that are just like blown away right now because you just never know, right? You just never know where people are. You never know what they're thinking. And I hope if anything... Christine has taught you that you can, you can decide, you can decide today to choose a different thought and have a completely different future, just like she Mm -hmm. did. And um, I think that's a really powerful, a powerful thing to leave on. So thank you so much. How do people get a hold of you, Christine? Yes. um, So Christine M. Roberts. Christine M. is for Marie. Uh, Roberts.com. And on social media, I'm the same thing, Christine M. Roberts. So I'm everywhere, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, So yeah, reach out. Would love to connect with anyone out there. And um, again, you are deserving and worthy of all the abundance life has to offer.
Oh, I love it. It's amazing. And Christine has so many amazing tools on her website. Make sure you go and get the resources, read her book, look at um, her mindset reset, all of the things, because, you know, this is what we need. We need to do these things for ourselves. We need to do these for the people that are in our lives that are relying on us. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's really actually important. And you will be amazed at what happens to help you launch in your life, both personally and professionally. And if there is ever a podcast episode about launching in your life, Christine, I think that you win a gold star or an award <laughs> or something for it, because this is, this is such a beautiful illustration of exactly what, what, you know, we're all about and why we're here is to help people launch in their lives. So thank you so much for sharing your story. It was so, so powerful, Christine. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. This is amazing. We are around the world right now, my friends. I oh never my in a million years thought that we would we would have a global podcast when my friend Kayla asked me to do a podcast in the McDonald's during a play date. But we're around the world now. So yeah, why not you? You're killing it. I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. And that's why we keep showing up because we want to inspire people to launch in their lives. And, uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. So thanks again and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 